Yo, what's going on, everybody? What's happening? Monday, 9 p.m., September 21st. I'd like to shout, I want to say, um, shout out my boy Rick, rest in peace, Rick. Rick Lewis, you know. We're going to get the podcast started. We're going to get it popping, man. Shout out to all the platforms, everybody. I, um, I'm affiliated with Apple Music, uh, Google. Anything, you know what I'm saying? iHeartRadio, all that stuff, all that good stuff, all the platforms, everything. Shout out to everything that's out there. I'm in the room, I'm broadcasting live from my room. I'm in quarantine mode, locked down 24 hours, you know what I mean? 14 days. And I'm just chilling, dog. I'm just chilling. So shout out to everybody. Thank you all for tuning in. This new wave radio, new wave podcast. Um, t- we had a busy weekend as far as um, excuse me, football goes. A lot of upsets, a whole lot of upsets in the game in the league. You know the Giants, they lost Saquon Barkley. The fucking Forty ers lost the ball on um, the young ball, the um, whatever his name is um. Boa, Boa the Boa kid, they lost him. Um, a lot of people took some L's yesterday. A lot of people were um, being injured. And, you know what I mean? It's, it's just a part of the game. You know, I would rather them be injured during the, the regular season than the preseason. Like, preseason, to be injured in a preseason like that is like, oh, man, like, dog, preseason injury. But, you know, these dudes got injured during a regular season. They were playing the game. Um, it's, it's just a part of it. It comes with it. It comes with the game, with the with the sport. You know you know what I'm saying? They know what they signed up for, basically, what I'm saying. But that's pretty unfortunate. Shout out to Saquon Barkley, man. Hopefully he gets better. Um, he doesn't even have that much in the league. He didn't even show his true potential yet. You know, so really... We're hoping that he comes back and he has a speedy recovery next season, because this season was kind of like a wash anyway. It really wasn't. It really wasn't what the fans or what the world wanted to see. So you know, what I mean, nobody could go to no games, nothing like that. You know, we gotta watch him from the TV. We can't go tailgating or nothing. So it's not like um, he could get this. He could take this chance to get his surgery, whatever he need. He could recuperate. And then basically what he can do is um, work out, come back 100%, like better than last year. You know, because we, we want what we want is we want Saquon to be back. Excuse me, we want Saquon to be back. We want him to be back at um, 100%. We want him to be running, you know, we want him to be a Super Bowl running back, a Hall of Fame running back. We want him to be one of them guys. You know, so an injury is something that we do not want um, in New York City. I can't speak for no other team, but as far as the Giants fans go, that really hurt. That was a hurt piece because we got a long season. It's only the second game in the season, and um, we we lost a good we lost a good running back. You know, it's kind of like when we lost Odell Beckham first Chargers. Um, it's like the life was sucked out of the season, out of the stadium. You know what I mean? We couldn't believe it. We like, oh shit! Like, oh the hell! That's our superhero. 
for the Giants. Oh, man. So when we lose Saquon Barkley, it's like that all over again. You know, we just lost a major key to our, to our offense and our team, period. So um, shout out to him. Shout out to everybody out there that's, um, that's a football fan. You know, all the football fans is out there, you know. It's going to be a long season, man. It's going to be one of them seasons. It's going to be one of those seasons where we're going to lose some players. That's what it is. Um, yesterday I'm watching the Lakers and the uh, Denver Nuggets. I had one game on the TV. I had the Cam Newton game on the iPad, the, the Patriots and Seahawks. And then I had the Lakers game on my phone, so I'm watching them both. And I see the ball. Um, Anthony Davis was just on. He was just on point. The dude would not do anything wrong yesterday. He he exceeded. He's exceeding all of everyone's expectations. This dude is a superstar. It's almost like LeBron just let him do him. You know, and you can look at this game now, and you can look at LeBron's game, and you can tell that he's not a selfish basketball player. If you know the game, then LeBron's going to be comfortable with you on the court. Because LeBron was passing it to him. Only thing LeBron is doing is he's just out there facilitating everything. He's calling the shots. He's like, yo, you know what I mean? He's, he's, a, he's a floor general. Even though they got guys like Rondo... Um, LeBron James is just chilling. He's relaxed on that court. And when he get the ball, it's over. You know, it's like a pick your poison, pick your pill type vibe. You know what I'm saying? So these dudes got a lot. They need, they're going to need a lot of help. They're going to need a lot of help. You know? And I don't see... I don't see I don't see much help coming for these dudes right now because Djokovic cannot guard Anthony Davis. And then when you put Dwight Howard in the rotation, it gets really, 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 really complicated. Then you add a guy like LeBron in there. You know, and then you add a guy like Rondo. And then you could add whoever, Kyle Kuzma, it doesn't matter. Those players right there, people forget. People forget about Rajon Rondo and Dwight Howard. You know, Dwight Howard was Defensive Player of the Year a few times. Dwight Howard led the league in rebounds a few times, blocks a few times. He's an NBA All-Star multiple times. He can play the game. So people are, like, basically forgetting that, see, Dwight Howard is basically out of a system. He's in a new system where he doesn't have to be the man no more. Because all of these guys were the man at one point in time. You know, Rondo was a floor general for Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. You know, Rondo distributed the ball to these dudes. So you know he knows how to get it done. It's, it's just like when he, when I watched the game yesterday, I was looking at the way they play defense. They play help defense. 
they not they not they not slacking up on anything. That last couple of minutes, you got a seven footer taking a last shot. That goes to show you where their heart is at and where their minds are at on that basketball court. You got a seven footer taking the last shot, and it's a three pointer. It's not a it's not a, a baseline jump shot. It's not no Tim Duncan. It's not no hook shot. This man is shooting from deep. And he and he and he and he's confident like that. Ain't no telling what he gonna do in game three. His confidence see I said Djokovic should be averaging averaging thirty. But now he's not averaging thirty. Anthony Davis is averaging thirty. So now with with so Djokovic Anthony Davis is doing everything that I said Djokovic needs to be doing. The the young boy from Denver needs to average thirty points. He he had thirty, but he's not averaging thirty. He had thirty in a losing effort. And yeah, anybody could people could say, oh, it's a lucky jump shot. If he would have missed, they would have lost. No, because that shot was going in from the rip. You seen it from the inbound. You seen how he Kramer off the curl and got the pass and just threw it up. And he ain't do that once. He did that twice. You know, he did that two times. So the dude really know how to shoot that ball. He has he has the confidence that you don't want him to have. You don't want him to go into game three as confident as he is. You want him to be pushed around. You want him to be you want him to be like walk with his head down. You want him to be a little afraid. But it's not looking like he's afraid. It's looking like LeBron James is like relaxed. LeBron James is probably the most comfortable person in sports right now. Because he don't have to do much. His team is doing it all. It's a team game. And LeBron is giving them assists. He's getting rebounds like a like a big man. And then he's scoring when when you when you when you least suspect it, LeBron's scoring. And the points that LeBron makes, they matter. See, it's not like LeBron is scoring no bullshit points. LeBron is taking it to the rack, and he's scoring when he's supposed to. He's not even being the major figure, the major factor on the basketball court right now. You see, LeBron is what he's doing. He's facilitating. Like I said earlier, he's just a facilitator. He's basically the he's, he's just give calling the plays. That's all he's doing. He's standing back calling plays, and he's getting Anthony Davis involved in a in a in a crazy way. Like they better find a way to stop this dude. They're gonna and if they double team him, that's when LeBron gonna go off for like 30, 40. You know. You double team LeBron James. I mean, you double-team Anthony Davis, and it's over for you. Because LeBron's going to scorch you. And Rondo's going to scorch you. Anybody, LeBron's going to scorch you with the ball because he's going to pass to the open man. He's going to always find somebody under that basket for the alley-oop. This is a fact. So you're going to be in some big trouble, Denver, unless you guys find a way to stop these Lakers. Because if you can't find a way to stop these L.A. Lakers, it's going to be big-time trouble for you guys. 
huge trouble. You know, I watched, um, I know we talked a little bit about football, but I watched Cam Newton last night, and I said, man, like, Cam is back. You know what I mean? Cam took a non-guaranteed contract. I think something like that. Now, Cam Newton, that last play of the game, I think that Bill Belichick knows better. He's he's too much of a good coach to call a play like that versus a team of that caliber. You know, we playing the Patriots are playing against the Seattle Seahawks. You're down five with three seconds left. You know, now Cam, when you guys were backed up, I guess the 15 to 12 yard line, something like that, Cam threw a nice pass with nine seconds on the clock. He hit the guy and put the Patriots at the three-yard line. They called a quick timeout. Three seconds left. I I was kind of confused at why you would let Cam Newton run that ball on the left. Because everybody knows the ball's going to Cam. You know, it's no secret. Everyone knows. You know, because he did it two times. He got a touchdown off that play in the game. So you think... Pete Carroll gonna let you do that same play again. Like, like I said, this is not John Madden football. This is like real NFL football. They 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 do this. So my thing is like, why wouldn't you go for like a like a nice a quick pass? You know, Julian Edelman could have caught that. Anybody could have caught that. You could have did a play for a running back. Running back would have caught that pass. They would have got open. You know what I mean? But what you don't do, what you don't want to do is give it to Cam every time. Because everybody, the defense knows Cam Newton is going to do something with that ball. Right there. Because he's big, he's wide, he can run. Yeah, they understand. So being as though they got an understanding of how he plays, why would you do it? You know what I mean? Why would you do it? Like Seattle had to play against the Carolina Panthers two times every year. They have to play them twice every year. So they know Cam Newton. They got him down packed. They got him to a science. You know, they know what he's going to do. They know it because the last coach did it. You know, Juan Rivera would do it all the time with Cam. Sometimes he'll get in, sometimes he won't. But it's just a gamble that these coaches take with a player like him. But I'm saying past that shit. Like, let it all fall on him. If you're going to let it fall on him, let it fall on his arm, not his legs. Don't let him just get stopped at the goal line. You know what I'm saying? Let him use his arm and let him, he's mobile. He can move. And let him throw that shit. Or let him run it in a different way. Don't just let him like, like you know what I'm saying? Them linebackers were waiting for him. They were waiting for Cam. Soon as Cam got that ball, that boy dove right in and hit him in his legs. Cam flipped over. Boop, boop, game over. Just like that. They read that shit. They knew it. They knew it was coming. They knew it was coming. And my thing is, like, you know, Bill Belichick, you're smarter than that. You know, you're, you won seven Super Bowls. How many Super Bowls you won? You know what I'm saying? And you doing that. Well, you wouldn't do the same play with Tom Brady. Why would you do the same play with Cam Newton? Switch that shit up, man. At the last minute, you got to adjust your playbook. You got to do something. 
You know, shout out to the um Cam Newton man, cause I, I that's one of my favorite players. Even though he's in um New England, I'm still gonna root for Cam, but I ain't gonna root for the Patriots. I'm just hopefully Cam has a good season. Like um they re-sign him and give him a lot of a lot of bread, the money he deserves, cause um he's he's solid. He's a good quarterback. He could have went anywhere, but what he's not gonna do is be anybody's backup. He's not gonna back up nobody in the league, cause he doesn't deserve to. He deserves to start. And he could start with a winning team. Not a, you don't put Cam on nobody like the Cleveland Browns or the, or anybody that's bad. You know what I mean? Like I, well, like, like the Odell Beckham thing. Like why would the Giants put Odell Beckham in Cleveland? You know why they put him in Cleveland? They put Odell Beckham in Cleveland so he his career could come to an end in Cleveland. You know. They didn't want Odell Beckham to go to a contender. You don't want you don't put Odell Beckham on the Redskins. You don't put Odell Beckham with Green Bay. You don't send him to where he can win a championship. You send him to where his career would just end. And he's a young man. Eventually he's gonna be like, nah, I can't take this shit anymore. I gotta get out of here. I gotta leave Cleveland. It's gonna drive him crazy if he stays there. You know what I'm saying? If he stays there, he's gonna either get into a fight with the with the with the staff. He's gonna either get into a fight with a player, or he's gonna do something stupid in the media. You know what I'm saying? So that's what Odell Beckham. That's why Odell Beckham shouldn't even be in Cleveland. I wouldn't even strap up the cleats. I would just say, man, listen, I don't even want the money, man. I just don't want to play here. You know what I'm saying? I don't want your bread. Just get me the fuck out of this out of this city. You know what I mean? He could go somewhere like to the Raiders or the Baltimore Ravens. You know what I'm saying? Go somewhere where you're gonna where you're gonna finish out your career on top. You know, you don't wanna be you so young. And I don't wanna be mean, but Cleveland's not gonna win anything in the next five years. So and you can mark my words on that. Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns will not win anything within the next five years. They will always be considered as the Cleveland Browns, a losing franchise. Because they don't have the right personnel, the right management. They don't have what it takes. They don't have somebody that's going to take them and put them like, boom, all the way up here, all the way up. They got you. They got these guys that are like lining their pockets. They getting money. They doing what they got to do to feed their family. But they don't care about the fans. And the fans are what's more, what's the most. The fans are the most important part of the game. It's the fans. They're the ones that pay your salary. They're the ones that come to the game. Look at how the game is right now without fans. It's terrible. It's bad. You know, I'm going to give you an example of fans, what they can do. You got the Eagles, right? See, the Giants were playing in Chicago, so I'm not going to use the Giants. But you got the Eagles, right? They were at home versus the Rams. That crowd would have never let that team down during that game. Yeah, they would have booed them. They would have booed them. But they wouldn't have booed them how they made them boo. Like Carson Wentz, you know what I'm saying? They had the 
fans like booing Carson Wentz and trashing him. Those fans probably would have booed. You know, it's all about the beginning, right? The beginning of the game. They would have booed the Rams heavy. They would have took the Rams out of that game with just a woo. And you could tell the atmosphere and the energy would have been on fire. It would have been electric yesterday. So the fans outside in the stadium, inside, in the whole, in the lobby, all that shit, the energy would have been like, that game would have been very close. But the Rams not that good. Let's, let's be honest. The Eagles lost. The Eagles beat themselves yesterday because they're not clicking yet. They don't have the energy. They don't have that energy. They don't have, and it's all on. It's all on Carson Wentz. Yeah, you're right. He's the quarterback. It's all on him. But the team doesn't have a chemistry yet. They don't have it. They're not there yet. It's only game two. So Eagle fans just like relax and sit down and just chill, enjoy the game. But you guys don't have the chemistry. And when they get that chemistry, like when Carson Wentz is able to find his receivers and not overthrow them and find them in stride and everything, guys are going to be happy in the locker room. They're going to be like, yo, you know, it's going to be, you know, I caught that pass. You see me catch that touchdown. It's going to be different. It's going to be a different vibe. It's going to be a different vibe. So what they're trying to do is get that chemistry back. They got to get their swagger back. Because without no swagger, then you're just going to be like, playing football and losing big games and winning a, like mediocre games. You got to win all of the games. You got to win the big and the, and the, the corny games too. So it's going to be interesting. Moving along, it's going to be very interesting to see if this team has chemistry or is it like, are they like out of sync? Totally out of sync. Because I don't think they're totally out of sync. I think they just don't have the chemistry. You know? Now, what the Giants don't have is the experience. They don't have it. They don't have it right now. And what what I'm saying, by, when I say they don't have it, is because they have a second-year quarterback. They have a bunch of young players, and they don't, they don't have anything. They didn't develop nothing. They don't have no veteran spirit on that team. You know, at least you can say with the Eagles is they've been using Carson Wentz for the past few years. They won a Super Bowl, not with him, but he was on the team. So they have something there. It's still there. They they still have that spark. But the Giants don't have anything. They don't have nothing. You know, so um, if I was a fan of the Eagles, I wouldn't even be worried. I'd just be like, man, it's just they just not winning yet. You know, you got 16 games, you lost two. You know, you still got the window is like right there. It's wide open. It's not. It's not like this. It's not closed. It's like really wide open. You can win the division. You can win a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? You never know. I, I, it's all about that chemistry. You know what I'm saying? So, um, November third is the election. Um, we. I really didn't want to talk about this right now, but I'm gonna talk about it because. In a couple of weeks, you know, you know, we, we got less than, we don't have, we don't have long, really. We don't have long. So we got this short end of the month. We're in the 21st, we're almost in October. October is in a few weeks. Then October, 31 days in October, then three days in the, for the election, November 1, 2, 3. So now, what I'm saying is, it's very important for people to go out there and figure out what they're going to do as far as um, voting. 
figuring it out, just trying to um, make a decision because they saying they're saying this is the most important election of our time. This is really gonna mean a lot, you know, going forward for the next four years. We're not gonna keep going. We're not gonna keep going after four. We're gonna say the next four years are gonna be some crucial years because we don't know. We don't know what to expect. You know, we know a lot of hearsay. You know, we don't understand. We don't get it. But some people understand. And some people really do get it. They understand. They know what this is about. This is about lives. You know, people are dying. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on. And we need, we need, we, I don't, I'm not going to say, um, well, I am gonna say the boy is doing like a not a he not he's not doing what we thought he would do. He's doing everything like you know it's just not looking good for him with the numbers and everything. But what I'm saying is that I don't want to spew dirt on his name, but he's not he's really not that guy. And I don't even know if Joe Biden was gonna be that guy. I don't know. We might get Joe Biden in, and he'd be a he'd be a, just a travesty. We don't know, but what we do know is what's going on now, and who we have in office now is not doing what you know. He's not doing a great job. He's really not, you know. So you got to get out there and go vote. You got to figure out what you're going to do if you're going to vote. If you're not going to vote. Um, but you, you really have to make a decision and just fo- and just put some thought into it because it's very important. And I honestly don't want this guy. I don't, you know, it's like you don't even want to say his name. You know, I honestly don't even want this guy to be president. I don't want him around for four more years. It's going to be a mess. Like he said at the um, rally, if I don't win... I'll disappear and you'll never see me again. Bye. You know what I'm saying? Like, we won't miss you. You you feel me? That type way. We don't need him in there. He's he's causing so much chaos. Um, he has so much blood on his hands. Um, he, he doesn't, he's not, he, he just doesn't have a compassionate bone in his body towards people. We need somebody that's going to at least care. You know? We know all these politicians do something crazy. But we need somebody that's going to at least care. You know what I'm saying? Because if we don't, then we, you know, we basically fuck. Four more years. And who knows what's going to happen after those four. And after those four. You know, so we we like almost like some sitting ducks right now. We just gotta wait. But I'm hoping that they don't fix this and rig this election with the um, ballots being mailed in and all this stuff. I'm just hoping that it's a fair fight. That's all we can ask for is a fair one. You know, if we can't get a fair fight, then it's just like what were we what, what was we voting for? If we ain't gonna give us a fair one, it was a fair one. You know, so shout out to Joe Biden, man, and um, 
Hopefully we can all get this done. It's New Wave Podcast, man. You already know what it is. Um, shout out to Aaron, to all the platforms. I'm just, I'm back at it, man. I'll tell you guys why I was gone for so long. Well, I told you I work, my schedule is different. But in a minute, you know, we'll switch the location up and go back to my normal setting. I'll give you a rundown on everything that's been going on. But um, in due time, we'll be back. You know, it's a new wave podcast, new wave radio. Y'all be safe, man. I'm out.